welcome to the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and I am joined, as always, by... Hey, everybody, I'm Dave, the number one riff tracks fan in the world. Not Jeremy, it's me. It's me. We are joined by a very special guest. We have the senior comedy engineer for Riff Tracks, Eric Peterson. Hello, I'm the number one senior comedy engineer at Riff Tracks, just FYI. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. How many other uh, comedy engineers are there at Riff Tracks, Eric? There's two, but I was the first, so. So he's, yeah, okay. he's more important. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've been around for quite a while, so I would imagine that you're the first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was the first like outside employee that they hired. So yeah, I think I've got some uh, some street cred. Yeah. Uh, and that was our theme song, Rock Till You Die, by Songwriter X and the Skeleton Band. Make sure you head over to YouTube and you can check out the full version of that song or any of their other music that they have. Or, of course, you can just click on the link in the episode description. Do they have like CDs or like an album that that we can buy from them? What's a CD on like iTunes? Uh, What's this? <laughs> yeah, they they all of their music is available on like Amazon and Google and stuff like that too. So Eric, you, Eric, you are as old as I am, so I know that you're that I know that you know what a CD is. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got me there. <laughs> That's okay. Eric, J- Jeremy is older than both of us. Yeah, I am a little bit, <laughs> not by too much. It just means you've got you know that experience. Yeah, I've got I've got more experience in whatever. <laughs> not any not anything that does any good in my day to day life, but yeah. you know, that's pretty much true for everybody at this point. So hey guys, I'm in kind of a pickle here, and I was wondering how to get your advice. Do either of you know if it's illegal to uh, to mail human remains through the postal service? Again with this, Dave. <laughs> I believe it is. Um, but only if it's somebody that you knew. If it was a stranger, it's totally cool. Oh, thank God. Okay. Oh, all right. Wow. Okay. All right. Or if, especially, and, and doubly true, if they were, like, possessed by a demon, and then you're really just, you know, you're doing what you had to, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I was doing what I had to. Well, anyway, I don't want to get into, like, to, to, to why this is a problem. I just needed to know if, it, if, if that particular act was illegal, so. <laughs> thank God it's not. Yeah. You have to check your local state uh, state regulations on that one. Oh, my. <laughs> I, I don't want to deal with that uh, that type of uh, investigation, Dave. Yeah, let's take a look at the weekend box office. Uh, Joker, number one movie again, raking in $55 million. Uh, the Addams Family opening with just over $30 million. Gemini Man coming in at number three and Abominable and... Downton Abbey is still in the top five somehow. I don't. I, I, that still bo- that boggles my mind that that's a movie. Yeah, I thought they were done. I was amazed it was popular as a TV show. I mean, I think I watched twenty minutes of an episode, and that was it. I know that it's British. That is true. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's uh, well. You're yeah. <laughs> that's the extent of my knowledge too, Dave. I I didn't watch anything. They have servants. Yeah. Fancy. They live in a fancy house. Right. It may or may not be in the 19th century because once you go into England, you're officially in the 19th century. I mean, that's what TV and movies has taught me that yeah. all of England exists in like 1895. And they're either very rich or they're a villain of some kind. Oh, or, or they're like, blimey, and they're just like filthy, filthy poor. <laughs> now, uh... I didn't even know that there was another Adams Family coming out. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the 90s really are back. Or the 60s. Or the 60s. How old are you, Jeremy? I'm only 41, Eric. Come on. It depends on if you if you prefer John Aston or 
um, what's his name? M. Bison. Raul Julia? Uh, yeah, Raul Julia. <laughs> I mean, come on, though. Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester, that's, that was an inspired choice. Yeah. Right. Well, it wasn't even really Uncle Fester, though, except for that it was. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. spoiler alert. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, come on. How many people have not seen that movie, David? Come on, be, be considerate. Yeah, I, I apologize, everybody out there. <laughs> Who has not seen The Adams Family. Who has not from seen The Adams Family. From 1991, yeah. years, yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost 30 years. God, would you stop doing that, Dave? Or 60 years if, if you're Jeremy. Yeah. Do-do-do-do. If you're an old man like me. Sorry, back from the edit. <laughs> He's fitting in nicely, folks. Yes. He already knows the rules. Since we since we have a special guest today, uh, I figured we'd take the time to uh, ask a few questions that were sent in by some fellow Rift Tracks fans. Uh, do we have to? Well, it's only a couple. Okay. This first one. I didn't even know that. Th- I didn't even know that this is, that this had happened. So. <laughs> well, it's because you don't pay attention on Twitter anymore, Dave. What live show did you enjoy the most? Oh, is this like a psychological evaluation? <laughs> What's going on here? You're haunting me. Um, which one did I enjoy the most? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would have to say Anaconda. Um, it's one that it was the first one that my parents got to come out to and watch with me in the audience. Um, it was a lot of fun for that reason. You know, we were in, uh, North Carolina, one of the Carolinas and, um, you know, they hadn't ever gotten to attend a live live show. They have seen all of them from their hometown, uh, in upstate New York. Uh, they, they go to the Crossgates um, mall in Albany and shout out to Crossgates. <laughs> and, um, uh, so they, I mean, they've seen everyone, you know, um, and this was the first time they got to come out and actually hang out with me and sort of take a look behind the scenes and uh generally be in the way of things uh just kidding no they were they were fine they were great um and and yeah they had a great time so yeah i would say anaconda which is ironic because not a lot of people saw that one so uh you know what's your what's your problem everyone i hey i saw, I saw part it. of it yeah it was great uh well that counts yeah, well no my my I, that one was like my least favorite experience with rift tracks it's got nothing to do with rift tracks just that my theater bungled the presentation quite badly uh, and here we are five yeah. years later and i'm still really mad about it <laughs> no as you should be and you should make sure you to remind them every time that uh, you know five years ago this happened um because yeah it's really it's that's the, the weird thing is just how um what a lot of people don't realize is that movies nowadays are just they're all automated you know the entire thing the lights the show everything except for the people running the concessions it's all run by a by computers in the projection room there's no human being back there now so um except for rift track shows uh because ours are are live broadcasts they have to go through a different sort of pipeline and that requires a person to press a button and it's very difficult sometimes um but also with satellites, you know, I mean, satellite technology hasn't exactly gotten better in the last 50 years. So, um, yeah, a lot can happen and a lot usually does. And hey, Dave, at least your theater showed that. Yeah, I was about to say, I was about to bring this up. Do you want to know who is very, very, uh, he lets his theater chain know when something goes <laughs> wrong with, with, with Rift Tracks Live? It's Jeremy Pluta. That guy. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's Eric. Eric knows all about this because okay. uh, 
I, yeah. I definitely talked to him about it. So <laughs> yes, he did. Like he's that. got anything to do with it. I know. He it's it's all my fault, Jeremy. I I just I couldn't I didn't have the heart to tell you. I knew it. Uh, yeah, they're not playing in the entire state of Michigan because they don't want you to see it. <laughs> exactly. They have a vendetta against Jeremy. They're, they've got signs up. Screw Jeremy. Yeah, um, no, but it, yeah, I tried. I tried really hard. And I, I know we did fix at least one issue um, with like the first show. Um, but I mean, you know, apparently like here, here's the thing is the theaters can do whatever they want. You know, there's like this weird chain of, of communication that we go down through and um and yeah, your your theaters, your entire um, chain that's there was just like, huh, what? We we didn't. I mean, they they tell us one thing, and then they tell you another thing, and then it's like, who? You know, sometimes yeah. it's just uh, uh, we can just all we can do is tell them what what you're being told, and then we go back to Fathom Events and say, hey, you know, we've got these these fans that are saying uh, that Goodrich is saying that it's your fault, <laughs> and then <laughs> you're saying it's you know something else. So. Um, Long story short, I mean, they sort of have the ultimate veto power, right? Um, I yep. mean, here's here's a funny story. Uh, when I was living in San Diego, we had the opportunity to, as usual, go to the theaters, you know, with comp passes from Fathom and, and go and attend the show in San Diego. And normally they would designate the theaters um, that we choose as, as a VIP theater, which basically means that they'll have um, people at Fathom will be sort of monitoring social media feeds and uh, ticket you know, support lines and things like that. So if something does go wrong, like if we get inclement weather, they can have somebody there to sort of respond to it and, and sort of um, do damage control or what have you. Um, but even though our theater was a VIP theater, um, they decided that they were going to close the theater for a private management event. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I don't know what it was, but I just imagine it was one of those. Remember they used to have those ads for like, have your business meeting here. And there was like a guy with like a slideshow and a laser pointer. Yeah. And I'm just imagining it was one of those things. And it's like, really, you really, you really had to shut down the theater <laughs> for this you can just do this at like applebee's i mean come on <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know who would actually want to hold a meeting in a movie theater like that no. i mean if but... you're trying to really make an impact like yeah i'm gonna show these guys that we deserve this uh, million dollar contract and that's one hell it. that's one hell of a powerpoint presentation that you need yeah. a movie theater it's I mean, in 3d that's like, yeah i mean that's like that's like uh, uh, that's like James Wen style level of like PowerPoint <laughs> presentations. I had to swallow my pride to make that joke. I hope you're all proud of me. Yeah, it's nice. very much so, Dave. Oh, was I supposed to listen to the previous podcast episodes to get all the callbacks? Because uh, sorry. <laughs> it's, well, we we kind of operate like riff tracks. We do a lot of callbacks previous episodes. Uh, okay, no, just, it Dave, Dave, uh, and uh, and James. Uh, don't get along very well he yeah he knows <laughs> i'm sure he's familiar oh, with yeah, it too. We've, <laughs> got, we've got stories which i cannot reveal but look for our upcoming tell-all memoir riff tracks and through time no i don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would read it I all right too. uh let's let's see our next question here uh how and why did you start baking and what is your favorite thing to bake the hell oh yeah um i started getting into baking recently uh oh. like last last year or earlier this year it's it's kind of been flying by but uh well peter hunter our social marketing guy he's um he's also a, a more much more experienced baker than i am and i think he kind of 
helped uh, nurture this idea a little bit just because he'd be posting things to his Instagram, um, the gram, as we call it. Uh, and, you know, of these delicious like breads and rolls and pretzels and things like that. And, you know, um, my wife and I, we watch a lot of reality TV. I'm sad to say not so much anymore, but um, a lot of cooking shows and baking shows. And of course, you know, the Great British Bake Off was really big for a while. Uh, still kind of is. But, um, uh, you know, watching watching some people that uh, it's like, really, these people can can bake. Why? Why can't I? I'm going to give it a shot. Um, once you, which I sort of realized, not that it's easy, right. But it's at least straightforward enough that, you know, you can follow the formula, you follow the steps, you, you weigh everything as, as precisely as you can. Um, and if all, if you can control all the variables, which me being kind of a logical minded sort of cre have creative person thought that that was sort of a perfect outlet for me to sort of be creative, but still sort of be rigid in the approach, um, you know, that spoke to me. And so I, I was like, you know, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. And I started off with some no need breads and eventually got into doing overnight bulk fermentations. And I'm still working on uh, doing like a sourdough starter and some Levain or Poolish or Biga, some of these pre-ferments that, that are kind of um, really give you crazy flavor. Uh, that's, that's next. Um, but as far as favorite things for me to bake, I, I mean, I haven't really branched out too far yet, but I would have to say, I've got these chocolate chip cookies that I made that are just insane. Um, I've made them a bunch of times and they're just, <laughs> they're like my favorite thing. Once I realized, because I'm a severe chocoholic. So um, once I realized that I can have chocolate chip cookies whenever I want, I was like, okay, that's game over. Yeah. Have you made any cheese puffs? <laughs> I have not, but I should. <laughs> um, uh, well, the trouble is finding top-notch ingredients. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah. You should just get them I'll, catered. I'll yeah, <laughs> that's true. I'll have yeah. to look up some catering businesses. So, um, so, no. so like, so, 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 so the caterer <laughs> could send her kids to college or something dumb. I don't know. <laughs> Get a bigger house, better kitchen. Well, you know, I, I just, I mean, we did just buy a new house and I've yet to make it smell like waffles. So that's <laughs> uh, one more, we'll do one more question for you. Uh, then we'll, then we'll get moving on here. Okay. Uh, if you can only have Shoot. three Rift Tracks movies and one short to watch for the rest of your life, what would they be? Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, Eric, before you answer. So is he just watching, is it like a desert island situation where he has nothing else? Like this is the only media he can consume? Yeah. And it's just going to be these three riffs and a short? Yep. Okay. That's it. Yeah, you're a host. Wow. You are screwed. That's, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I want to, I kind of want to know what I did to deserve this sort of uh, outcome in my life. Like, you know, which you are, you are screwed, Eric Peterson. Man. You can ask Margot because she's the one who gave you this. I uh, knew it. <laughs> that does sound like a Margot question. Here. Thanks, Margot. Love ya. Um, well, the short I can answer really easily. That would be fun in balloon land. Um, I just, that, that like, that movie sort of broke my brain and I, I just, I love it so much. Um, and I just, yeah. Uh, as far as movie riffs go, another great question or a great, well, it's, it's the same great question. <laughs> <laughs> it's really two questions. Uh, when you think about it, um, no, uh, man, I would have to say, uh, Oh, star games. Um, I know I've, 
I know I've talked about that one with people before, but I just I I cannot get it. Brian, <laughs> Brian, I cannot. Brian, get... <laughs> uh, I just I just love the just it's absolutely bad. Oh, can we swear on this podcast? We absolutely uh, can. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, I yeah. I I use the uh, Bill's ice cream bunny laugh as the nice. sensor noise. Excellent. So. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back from the edit, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's inside joke. That's uh, inside baseball. Um, yeah, no, Star Games is amazing. I think Cyborg Cop 2 is another one that I just, I laughed myself sick when I watched that. I mean, just amazing. Um, and let's see, a third one. Ooh, I'd, you know, I'm going to have to go with Yor, the Hunter from the Future. Uh, wow. Just, that was like, just, I, I saw that one. Uh, when like before we had actually riffed it, I, I saw that years ago and was like, this would be perfect for us to do. And when we finally did it, it was just, you know, it, it, it was, it was worth the wait. That's going to be a, uh, that that's going to be a, a big contender for a riff of the year. It was, it was the first riff of this year. And I think it's probably going to be a big contender for a riff of the year. Honestly. It's a really good one. Yeah. Can, can we, can we talk about how bad the theme song is for that for a second? <laughs> oh man, yours world, he's the man. It's classic. I think we actually uh, put that the actual theme song in the the episode where we were going over the first half of the year in review, and we got did there. we? Yeah, okay. either that or I linked it in the description. But I know that the theme song is there. Let's play a little clip just so people can you know get a, get a little taste. Here we go. Yeah. We're back. Yeah, there. I'm directing your show now for you, James. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's the that's the terrible terrible theme song there. From yeah, yours. I especially like the part where it goes, "My own robot, my own my lady." <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I think you're getting your wrist confused here. Oh dang! Yeah. This, so oh, wait, so we're not talking about Swamp of the Ravens? <laughs> not we not again. Now. We did that once, and that was enough, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fault. It is my fault because I'm the one that chose that because I wanted to do a deep cut. And uh, that is a very deep cut. I forgot. I forgot how crazy. I forgot how crazy Swap of the Ravens was. I was like, what? No, bonkers. <laughs> uh, it's really bonkers. So let's move on right now from the Q&A oh. section to our short reviews of Rift Track Short. Yes. So for today's short review of Rift Track Shorts, we're going to be taking a look at Kitten's Birth and Growth, released April 29th, 2010. And Dave, you did not own this one, right? I I didn't. I had to go and buy this one. I actually watched it right before we started this podcast. No kidding. No joke. <laughs> yeah, this is a very uh, 50s look at uh, the birth and extremely early life cycle of kittens. Uh, <laughs> we have our two kids and their mother and father, and they have their little cat, and she's pregnant, <laughs> and they're excitedly awaiting to, to see the They don't talk about how that happened. <laughs> no, of course not. You can't talk about that. Are you kidding me? This is the 50s. It's wholesome and pure. Yeah. We don't talk about have, this yeah. disgusting, vile acts, Dave. <laughs> what, was I, what was I thinking? Anyway. Uh, of, of course, they don't actually show the kittens being born. I mean, they kind of get around it by having 
them just kind of appear there behind the cat. And uh, it's like a hundred and one Dalmatians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, except they don't have to bring one of them back to life. <laughs> then we get to see the uh, the first few weeks of the kitten's life as they go from uh, from these little tiny wet creatures to uh, meowing little balls of fur, checking everything out and trying to figure out how to use the litter box. And then they get shoved off into a cat carrier and carried off by the kids to be given away to their friends. Poor kitties. I, I mean, it was it was a pretty straightforward short it wasn't uh there wasn't anything super crazy going on in this one um unlike some of these other ones that we get from the same time yeah like a lot of the ones we've been doing lately they've just been like insane like like this one wasn't um eric what was the uh the short that we that they did right before um the latest live show what was it called uh adventures in telezonia or something yep yeah, this is definitely not that. <laughs> nope. It's which, hey, I'll finally be able to watch that one because Giant Spider oh, Invasion Live right. Show VOD comes out on Friday. That's oh, that's correct. Yeah, you'll be able yeah. to see that insanity finally. I'm very excited for the whole thing because it's the only live show that I didn't actually get to watch this year. Well, uh, but thankfully, okay. all three of them are VODs. So we'll just remind your theater about that. Yeah, but um, no, I, I'll send him a tweet yeah. and uh, get some sarcasm. Back. Oh my god, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, <laughs> wow, that was definitely an interesting choice by their social media person. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, my favorite part of kitten's birth and growth is just the one cat just sort of like licking itself and just not really. I think it was the mom cat, if I remember correctly, just sort of, yeah, yeah, here I am. Enjoy this, kids. Uh, yep. But um, yeah, you know, it, can, here's a confession. Um. It's the we have a lot of shorts about animals. I mean, we have a whole animals um, section. In fact, I'm looking at that product page right now, and uh, Kitty Cleans Up is another um, another suggestion here. Moose Baby, ooh, that's another good one for my oh Moose Baby. Yeah, Moose Baby's great. What a what a what a classic that's Moose a, Baby. That's a good is. desert animal, uh, desert island riff. Um, but uh, so the animal shorts don't always do super well for us, um, you know, except for maybe Gregory the Skunk, and I think, uh, or which is uh, the Little Lost Scent, and I think, um, I think Moose Baby did okay because we really hyped it. That's a shame. <laughs> but, because yeah, you did. There's yeah. Some, there's some great some great animal shorts. Um, like you said, Moose Baby is outstanding. Uh, we have uh, hold on behavior of some of semi-domesticated pigs in a uh, in a pig park. <laughs> yeah, that one's good too. And uh, but okay, so but so if um if if animal riffs don't do well, what about Buffalo Rider? Buffalo Rider did really well. I think a lot of that probably had to do with the song "Guy on a Buffalo," um, but we didn't really draw any direct. <laughs> comparisons or any lines between the two i just think it was one of those ones that you know the preview the preview alone kind of sells it um in my opinion yeah it really does that one's just got a lot going for it so we didn't really have to do any work but um but no just i mean the shorts in general movies movies are okay i mean you know we've got some classics like uh day of the animals you know uh that one yeah you do that one's amazing um (laughs) oh and a talking cat's in there too but um so yeah i mean and uninvited but uh, the the movie versions, movie movies about animals tend to do okay. Uh, it's just the shorts, you know. People 
people just don't like animals i guess come on people step up your game now i, I do have a question about one yeah. other animal shorts uh this is hormel mm-hmm. does that one do good <laughs> oh, that one... <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> That one, that one gets a lot of. I, there is one. Yeah. There's one that um we even talked about on the podcast recently. Uh, can't remember the name of it. Where we actually get to see the birth of feral pigs, uh, which is yeah, is like oh, and everyone is just like oh, my. that sounds intense. Yeah, that actually yeah, happened. The, yeah, the... thanks Rift Tracks. I've now witnessed feral pigs being born. Yeah. It's great. It's awesome. You are very welcome. See, we're here to entertain. Oh, I wasn't form. thanking you. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> well, you're welcome anyway. I mean, you know, we're we're providing a valuable service here. <laughs> yeah, kittens, birth, and growth. Go check it out, guys. It's, again, we say this all the time. It's ninety nine. It's worth the one dollar. Throw a dollar at Rift Tracks and buy. Welcome back from the edit, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy an underappreciated animal short for ninety nine cents. And now we're going to move on from the shorts to the not so shorts. And we're going to take a look at our first BOD of the day. Graydon Clark classic uninvited. Is it a classic now? Well, as far as Graydon Clark is concerned, I mean, okay. Might I point out that um, if you are listening to this and you're listening last week and you're like, wait a minute, I thought we were going to do the listener poll with voodoo man and whatever the hells we had on there. Um, since we had Eric on here, we didn't know if he was going to be on the podcast before we announced that, uh, we decided to go ahead and forgo the, uh, listener poll. So we're going to go ahead and, um, push that to the end of this episode. Yep. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to remember which movies that we were going to put on the listener poll (laughs) by then, but, um, we're going to skip that for this one and we're just going to go ahead and do that next week. Yeah. And in fact, uh, you may see a theme coming together with kittens, birth and growth and now uninvited. This is a cat uh, themed episode here. Meow, meow, MFers. Meow, meow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uninvited. Saying. This uh, God, this movie. I had seen this years ago um, and I had forgotten about it until Rift Tracks announced that it was released. And uh, I I was on it immediately. I jumped all over this release because I just, I remembered the, the bad cat puppets coming out of the larger cat puppet. (laughs) Like that scene just always hung around in the back of my mind and watching it, watching the whole movie again did not disappoint. This is a, a film about a genetically altered mutant cat that was placed inside a regular house cat. (laughs) And then it escapes and starts killing people on a boat. It was such a bulletproof plan, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow. Um, you know, like the one thing I remember about this movie, in addition to like the cat, like 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 the terrible cat monster, is that the um, the bad guy on the boat who has this mustache takes like and even kevin even even comments on it it's like he's like this 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 badass kind of like rich bad guy kind of mustached guy and he's eating a banana in front of like these sexy girls right and it's like the most it's like the most non-macho like thing you could be doing 
for a very long period of time on screen. Yeah, he takes forever to do it. Too, yeah, right? to, to, to like eat this banana. It's like, what's what the heck is going on? And then sometime later, like this is Graydon Clark because I don't think Graydon Clark's ever been around drunk people. And um, probably. Not. Yes, yeah. So he's he's very much like um. He's very much like what's his name, uh, Rick Sloan. Anyway, but um, <laughs> he uh, he um, there's a drunk. There's a, a guy's drunk, and he's at like the 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 helm, you know, the pretend uh, big helm wheel there, and he's drunk. And for some reason, like he should be singing like a nautical song, but instead he's singing "Battle Hymn of the Republic." <laughs> Uh, which doesn't fit like the cat theme or the boat theme at all. <laughs> so like it's like what 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 is happening? Like this is like this is this is this doesn't make sense. And then of course at the end, uh, the kid from Star Games shows up in a prequel cameo. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They could have been singing like "Blow the Man Down." Yeah, At something least. like that. Some kind of like nautical, some kind of nautical tune. Or Popeye like the Anchors Sailor Away Man. or something, yeah. But yeah, Battle of the Republic. Yeah. yeah. There's a really good um, cat-related Golden Corral's new slogan uh, callback in this one. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it? Yeah, well, what is it? Yeah. Do you remember uh well so there's a one of the guys on the boat one of the dumb guys is uh throwing food at the cat and he says <laughs> come here pussy and get some food <laughs> oh, my. oh man uh and so yeah that yeah, that's. Uh, I will line. never get tired of Golden Corral jokes. Oh, uh, so was that Bill's line? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Next time you see that, tell him <laughs> that he got a freaking uh, like I almost choked to death. <laughs> like, okay, so, like you, you like like you almost killed Dave Chadwick <laughs> with one of your jokes, and he you weren't even there. <laughs> Excellent. He'll be angry because uh, he didn't finish the job. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Graydon himself shows up, and he's the the lab doctor in this. Uh, and I just, I just, you know, you'd think he would have learned by the time he directed <laughs> Star Games, but no. Well, here's the thing about Star Games. If we're going to talk about Star Games, and we are, because I just decided that we are, <laughs> is that it's his craziest movie. Like in Star Games. Like I mean, I I guess his movies just get crazier and crazier. And Star Games was his last movie. Yep. Um, and <laughs> what a, what a uh, swan song going out on top, just like George. Yeah, and it has like both his kids in it, and it's just like, it's it's that he's throwing like you think you've recovered from the one insane thing you saw two <laughs> minutes ago, okay? And nope. and then. But no, you get you get smacked in the face with some other insane, crazy crap that you could not possibly see coming. Like chewing on the little golden triangles like, and spitting them on the back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, the neon barf, <laughs> or like um, the 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 dinosaur, or the um, just what the 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 clown, Happy the clown. Did you know? Oh, fun fact: he was also the. Um, the MC at Club Scum in yep. Hobgoblins. Right, and he was also the clown. he was also um, a one of the um, 
agents from Ma- in the Matrix. Uh, he was that guy. What? He, he's, he's the guy that played John Claude Gosh Darn uh, in one of the MSC3K episodes. I forget which one. Uh, Future War, I think. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, that's the guy. So he's that guy has been around. <laughs> I think that's him. I'm sure someone in the comments will correct me, but I'm pretty sure that's him. But um, yeah, yeah, he was also the voice of Cosmo in the Fairy Odd Parents cartoon. Oh wow, that guy gets around. Yeah, he does. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, take that guy with a career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how dare you? Boo this man! How, how dare you Wait. do what you love? But I think I think Happy the Clown. I think Happy the Clown would have um, improved upon it uninvited, personally. See, I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm trying to bring it back around, guys. Back to back around uninvited. Well, here's the thing about uninvited and really just about riff tracks in general in 2017. You look at the releases in 2017. You look at them. I think the first one was – oh, it's um, it's either – it wasn't Retro Puppet Master. It was – no, it was Wonderful Land of Oz, Okay. It was Wonderful Land of Oz. And then around February, March, things start to get a little crazy. And we have what's called like the uh, the bear VOD bear run uh, where there's oh, uh, yes, that's like, right. Where there's like a bear featured prominently in <laughs> like four or five VODs in a row. And that was not on purpose. Okay. Grizzly yeah. and Day of the Animals, Star Games. Yep. And I think, oh, that's right. I think Kevin yeah. even tries to make the cat an uninvited into a demonic Into a bear, bear. Yeah, yeah. Into a bear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bear! Um, but, um, dude, 2017 is, like, it's just like in the history of Rift Tracks, just like, just like the releases, what you guys chose to release. You guys threw a lot of insane, crazy crap at us that year, man. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome, but it's just like, for me, every Friday, I was just like, okay, well, let's see what insanity <laughs> we're going to get today. You know, it was, it was, I had one hell of a time um, <laughs> writing up the, uh, the Riff Wiki year in review because just like, it was just madness from start to end in 2017. It was great. Yeah, that's right. It was awesome. We had like yeah. a Oblivion, I think, was in there. Oh, go to hell with Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, my God. Psychotronic Man. Dude, Psychotronic Man was so man. awesome. Pressure Point. Oh. Yeah, Pressure Point was good. Now I'm looking yep. at the catalog page. Yeah. But yeah, that was a good year. Oh. Uh, but, Replica. Yeah. So, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which I mean, I still can't believe James Wynn let us uh, release that for him, but there we are. I can't believe that either, <laughs> but um, I'm really glad that he did. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I I bought the unrift version before. Me too. The Rift one came I sure out. did. Um, yeah, that's the way to go. Welcome back from the edit, everybody. So, yeah, uh, the cat. The mutant cat in this is great too because right. sometimes it's it's smaller than the cat that it's inside. Sometimes it's bigger than the cat that it's inside. And every time it bites you, um, parts mm. of you like burst, like almost like a zit. Or like um, the uh, the stomachs that explode in contamination. <laughs> Only not as gruesome. Yeah, I, I always love when, you know, there's like a puppet version and then a full body version of a creature or something. You know, it's like it's like um Alf or <laughs> yeah, or roller yeah. or you know, like where it's like it's clearly the design is completely different. <laughs> That's my favorite part uh, of any of those things. 
The listeners of this podcast hate Roller Gator. Yeah. But I love it. So I always like to bring it up. I always <laughs> like to... Pip, pip. Cheerio. <laughs> um, this movie also has uh, George Kennedy in it. Oh, yeah. He's dead now. Oh. <laughs> Would you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does that to me every Good, time. We can say whatever time. we want about him. Every time. <laughs> Is he actually? Has he actually uh, shuffled off this mortal coil? I think he has. Yeah, George yeah. Kennedy is. Uh... Actually, yeah, I mean, he was old in this, so I mean, I can only imagine. Yeah, 2016, he passed. Okay. Oh, oh, that's well, that's fairly recent, actually. I will. Uh, yeah. I'll pour one out. Uh, somebody in this movie that is not dead. Clue Gulager. Oh, yeah. That's a great name. Yeah. And he's an American, if you can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> we were surprised to see that he was still alive. I was. Just because, you know, he's old. <laughs> and <laughs> What? He's older. He's older than us. Yeah. What? I can't believe it. So anyway, Graydon Clark. Yeah. yeah Graydon Clark. What a great guy that guy is. <laughs> he's the best. Love you, Graydon. I mean, he's. I like to pretend he listens to us. I mean, he is, he is in the group. He has. Oh, he is. Well, he, he yeah. has given us some classics, though. I mean, what's funny is that I did not realize uh, that he had um, done Black Shampoo, which was. I think we actually. I think we actually have a screener of that one. People have asked us to do more black exploitation stuff, and I. I'm not sure if that one's doable because it's actually kind of porny um <laughs> kind of what i've seen well they're all porny i mean it's well, like true. guy from harlem is kind of porny but i mean that's true but okay he, he, here's the thing about about black's playstation and and riff tracks is that i don't think you can top guy from harlem no you're probably right yeah that that'd be a tall order yeah yeah i mean but yeah well you guys have done what four three or four green clark movies now um Let's see. Uh, there's Final Justice, uh, Uninvited, Star Games. Is that it? Angels Revenge. Oh, that's right. Mary Jo and Bridget did that one. Yep. Um, I think that's it. I mean, Dark Future. Yeah, I I, I forgot the dark. Yeah. Dark Future. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Dark Future doesn't really have all like the great, the great Graydon Clark craziness in it. It's just kind of like standard dystopia. Bleh, <laughs> right. You know. It's like probably his more straightforward. Yeah, it didn't really feel like a Great and Clark movie. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing about. I mean, that's why like when you look at Star Games, <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna keep yeah. a tally of how many times we can mention Star Games in this episode. Um, well, I mean, can you blame us really? Because Star <laughs> Games is just it's insane. It's yes. insanity. It is. It is amazing. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's it's such a different thing. I mean, even. I mean, at least Uninvited looks like it has some production value, right? And Angel's Revenge, same thing. Um, Dark Future, kind of. And then Star Games is like, I don't know. It's just, Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it just, it just like went off a cliff. We just had time to kill, so we shot a movie. Yeah. But you're like, oh, hey, we want to do one more movie. Hey, do you guys, <laughs> hey, little Jimmy and little Bobby, you guys want to be movie stars? <laughs> yeah. I'd be, you know, because I'm sure that's how he talks. No, yeah, of course. Um, but. We're not going to make him mad, are we? No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, he he has done an impressive uh, array of um cl- I, I guess classic riffs here. I'm going to see if if there are any others that uh although it's not as substantial as even the guy that directed like The Last Shark and uh oh yeah, The Bronx Warriors. He did that one. That's the same guy. 
Oh, okay. And he also did Light Blast. Oh my god. <laughs> what is... what? We shouldn't be pushing Light Blast, even though we both love it. We really shouldn't be pushing it. Ooh, Eric Estrada's in that one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That movie is Connor, that movie is crazy. Connor told Google me it, you guys were gonna do that one. You haven't done it yet. What well, gives, man? Yeah, this is this is a big this is a big <laughs> this is a big thing for him. I do I do a thing where I don't. Uh, I'm not like, oh, hey, do this because I kind of prefer you guys to do your own thing yeah. and like be great that way. So, but um, Jeremy has a thing about you guys not doing light blast. <laughs> Well, we'll have to see if we can get I have it. a thing about them doing a, not doing a couple movies, but I'm okay if it never happens. I mean, it just would be. I mean, so do I. Fun it's to like, see yeah, them why, do, why, you know, Haunted yeah, it's like, Why haven't they done Light Blast yet? <laughs> yeah, really. No, you guys don't want to do Haunted that, 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 that thing's a pile of crap. <laughs> yeah, we, even we have standards. Yeah, I know. You should. All right, I just added Light Blast to my Amazon watch list, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pre-screen it for the guys. Oh, <laughs> dude, okay. prepare yourself. It is so much fun. It is. It's like. <laughs> meanwhile, it clearly not that racetrack. <laughs> You'll know when you see. Dave and I watched that one roughly around the same time. Um, it was at least the same day. I don't remember if one of us watched it before the other. If it was kind of simultaneous. But... Oh, I watched it before you did. Yeah. Yeah, we were just sending messages. I think you found it, and I watched it before you did. Yeah. Like the whole time. Yeah. It's like, but what anyway, what the hell is um... going on? Did this? Did this really? Did he just push a gun through a turkey to shoot a guy? Spoiler. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> ruined the best. Yeah, it's in the Jerry. trailer. Oh. It's only if in, it's the, in trailer. the trailer. Yeah. Well, trailers have been spoiling things for years now. All right. Right. Yeah. All right. So anyway, I think, I think we that's should, all yeah. we have for uninvited. So let's move on to our next cat feature: a talking cat. It's really a deep cut. No one's really <laughs> nobody's seen heard it. of this one before. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think I think you're being sarcastic. What? A sarcastic Dave? What? Uh, yes. It's a, so it, it tarot bang bang. <laughs> no, it's a bang and tarot bang because it's the, bang and tarot bang. Yes, because there are two exclamation points. It's exclamation point question mark exclamation point, and the tarot bang is technically the question mark exclamation point oh see right. i always thought in tarot bang i always thought in tarot bang was exclamation point question mark and that it was in tarot bang bang welcome to punctuation chat folks <laughs> as we discuss the tarot bang and actually i think we're all wrong because i think it's actually there's a, a symbol for it that's almost a combination of the two like they've been merged in a tele, in a transporter accident it's actually kind of a kind of a cool like a like a schwa exactly wow you just transported me back to like third grade english thanks dave <laughs> you're welcome it's what i'm here for or what whatever <laughs> yes uh but a talking cat is uh, another one of those lovely movies directed by one of our favorite directors david decato oh tell them the tell them tell them the discovery that you discovered earlier tonight that you could not believe. While I was watching a talking cat, I decided to go through the list of movies that he has directed. Oh. And, you know, I, I seen about the other stuff, you know, all the, the movies with the shirtless guys and all that, all that good stuff. And of course, uh, uh, uh journey, the absolution, uh, oh, yeah. another, another riff tracks release. And, uh, wait, he really, wait, he directed that. He yeah. sure did. 
Wow. That's why all the guys had their shirts off half the time. <laughs> oh, I had no idea. But he also directed one of my favorite Rift Tracks releases from a few years ago, Retro Puppet Master. Yes. He With did. Greg Sestero. Yeah. And I did not know that he directed that one. He used a different name, I think, to direct it. So um, I wouldn't have known just by, by looking at it. But Well, that's what he does. That's kind of like his thing. I mean, I think uh, technically A Talking Cat and um, Santa Summerhouse are directed under Mary Crawford or something. Yeah, Mary Crawford. Um, Using the same house for both movies. Furnishings provided by <laughs> people who worked for him. We have extremely strange taste, <laughs> yes. by the way. I mean... <laughs> I a mean, tree wearing boots and a half a car. I mean, at least he didn't do. At least he doesn't do the thing that Neil Breen does, where uh, he does all the catering himself, but then he uses fake names for all of the all the various like uh, parts in the credits, and then at the very end, he has a thing where he says uh, all of the names with an N or a B in them are all Neil Breen, or yeah. So at least at least Dakota <laughs> isn't quite that eccentric. Wait a minute. <laughs> What a... That's that's an interesting little tidbit. Yeah, I've never watched through the credits of one of his movies before. Oh, but... see, see, I was mad at Neil Breen. I was mad at Neil Breen. Um, I think with his no, I'm serious. Like like his like his fourth like his fourth oh, movie he, he's terrible. Um, like yeah. Well, I mean they're all terrible, but yeah. I mean, well, I mean you're right. It's a relative scale. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of. It was just exactly the same. It was exactly the same thing as his first three movies. And I was just like, well, come on, man. It's just, you know, like if I'm paying you $40 for a DVD or whatever it is that he does, <laughs> it's just like, change, change. I mean, look, I look, I know what I'm getting into. I know this is going to be terrible and garbage. But at the same time, it's like, I, you know, kind of wanted to be a little bit different. But no, it was just, it was just kind of like the same thing as, as Fateful Findings and, um, Double down. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard that his latest though, Twisted Pair, has actually kind of got the old Neil Breen magic. So I'm gonna have to check that one out. Oh, I might. Yeah, I might have to check that one out. Drop like drop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, he plays two parts. That's the one where he's like twins or something. Which is just like that's what I wanted. Yeah, I wanted double the Breen. Um, <laughs> so it's double the double Breen. The breen <laughs> double the fun. Uh, yes. Yeah, so a talking <laughs> anyway. cat. What? Yeah, it's about to say was was Neil Breen in a talking cat? That I was mean, my fault. Uh, that would have been fun. A talking cat? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was the guy who ran over Duffy. Oh my god! <laughs> and he had to get like just like that gauze wrapped around his head. He he appears only in voiceover talking about how he's disappointed in in our species. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll share a. a... Uh, anyway, so um. Jeremy, who's the star of A Talking Cat? That would be Duffy the Cat, a.k.a. Eric Roberts, who filmed the whole thing in his living room in about 15 minutes. I don't think he filmed it at all. Or, well, he recorded his part in his living room, and it took him about 15 minutes. <laughs> it's like when it's like when people record something on their on their phone, they say that they're videotaping something. It's like, no, yeah. Dakota no didn't tape. film this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, he uh, he gave the money that he made to this to like a children's hospital or something like that, which was the whole Did reason why that children's hospital. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife said, you know, it was only like fifty bucks, probably. So yeah, I was about to make that same joke. <laughs> Not but, too helpful, um, but 
Yeah. Uh, so what happens in a talking cat, Jeremy? Give us the rundown. Well, uh, let's see if I can actually explain this correctly. We have uh, the the software engineer who sold his company and is now retiring. His 17-year-old son who doesn't know how to talk to girls or swim in the pool that they have in their backyard. Uh, and then we have a totally different family where the mother is a caterer and her best dish is cheese puffs. Yep. Made all out of top-notch ingredients that she loses money on each cheese puff. <laughs> yeah, she somehow manages but, to live in know. the middle of the freaking redwoods. <laughs> that seems like a really bad business plan, but... Yeah. yeah. And her twin, uh, fraternal twin children. Uh, one who's smart and one who's like Rod from Pandemic. <laughs> he sits there working on a fence that doesn't need... Yeah, yeah, Dave, he's dumb, but he is pretty. And he's got imagination. Yep. At least according to Duffy, who, by the way, can talk to people, but only once. And to like give them vague, to give them like vague life advice. Yeah. Like, like, or just like, he's like Dumbledore. He only gives them enough information to get them into trouble. <laughs> Read your shiny beeping box. <laughs> the, the beeping. Yeah. Go take a walk in the woods. Yeah. He's got the weird arbitrary rules where he can only speak to a person one time. But it's sometimes it's telepathic. Sometimes his mouth is moving, if you can call it that. Uh, well, <laughs> so that's another thing. It was the special effects in this movie. <laughs> the, the one. I don't think you can call them special effects at all. Yeah. The special effect. Yeah, special yes. effect. <laughs> yes. That would be the sparkling on the cat after he's brought back to life. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Like, hey, hey, Duffy, shouldn't there, you're a talking cat, shouldn't there be like a teeth and 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 tongue when your mouth opens or something <laughs> yeah like, like shouldn't, void you, his, yeah. Yeah. shouldn't your jaw move this, this, <laughs> this movie is insane it really is insane and yeah the only the only way i can figure that this got made and i think dave you and i have talked about this before is that it's a russian mob money laundering <laughs> thing oh, oh kind of like what people thought the room was for a long time that tommy was was like some kind of like crime lord yeah yeah, that the only reason they made the money yeah. or the movie is just to launder some money. And I mean, if you look at the movie that uh, was released by this director immediately following it, a talking pony, a talking pony. Oh god, I rented that for one dollar <laughs> and I could not get through it. <laughs> I rented a talking pony for one dollar. Could couldn't do it. Like I, but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I barely made it through a talking cat the first time. The first time. Like, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is taking so long. But once it was over and we had that brilliant um, <laughs> end piece by uh, uh, the Rift Tracks house. Yes. Uh, that brilliant, that brilliant, brilliant piece of, of comedy gold that I just wish would never, ever end. Um now it's my favorite thing. Like I can't get enough of it. In fact, I forced my brother. I went up to his house and I downloaded, I, I signed into my Rift Tracks account from his computer without him knowing it. Well, he was right in front of me when I did it, but I'll be like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm downloading this. You have to watch it. And I sat there and I made him watch a talking cat with me. 
at his house. Excellent. And he's like, do we have to watch this? I'm like, yes, we do. <laughs> and he's complaining the whole time, right? And at the at the end, he was so mad. Like he like he was mad at me, but he was also mad at the movie and at, at the cat. He's like, this cat is an asshole, right? <laughs> Yeah, like, and I'll just be like, and to this day, that was like, it was like a year and a half ago. I like send him text messages, right? Like, oh no, oh my gosh, you're you're not gonna believe it. Like, what? The cat is talking to me, and then he'll like call me a bad name. He'll be like something that I'm not gonna say on the podcast. <laughs> like, blah blah, you, right? Like, <laughs> I'll just sit there and just laugh because he hates it so much. So I think, uh, I think the the reason why these movies exist is a lot less. Um, what's the word i'm looking for uh scary or you know it's i think it's a lot <laughs> a lot less than that i think it's you know they got to pay their sag dues right? and <laughs> like, it's like a hundred, movie. it's like a, it's like 100 bucks a year so i think that i think they literally you know just they they have to have a movie in the works all the time otherwise how else are they going to pay their dues that's 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 my theory anyway so eric what Tell us a little bit about your first experience with with this movie. Were you aware of it before Rift Tracks, or did you see it come down the pike and like, what is this? What is happening? Yeah, so I actually had heard of this um, because there's a uh, one of my favorite um, uh, video editing groups out there. Everything is terrible did a three minute version of it back in 2014, I think. Um, How could you get it in just three minutes? Oh, oh, it's, it's great. I'll, I'll send you guys a link to it. They, they do these all the time where it's, I mean, sometimes it goes longer than three. Sometimes it'll be like a, a, a four minute, um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, they, they do a really good job of condensing everything into a really short period of time. And so um, I think they had actually shown it at one of their live tour shows and it was just one of those things where you're just watching it going how you know why does this exist so um yeah i sought it out and found it you know found the whole movie somewhere uh amazon prime or something and yeah so i i had actually seen this one prior to the riff coming out and i think i can't, i don't know if i sent them this i think it just sort of made its way to us uh naturally organically artisanally um no but i i think i mean we get you know we get we plumb the depths all the time and uh for this for a talking cat i believe we had actually um worked out a deal with david dakota um and for this and and uh really yeah uh and he and he likes us he's one of the directors that actually likes us so um (laughs) yeah uh, i think we're trying to get more i would love for us to do a talking pony but uh yeah so uh, anyways i digress yeah, I, I digress here, but um, yeah. So uh, yes, to answer your question, Dave, yes, I had seen it prior. What did you think of it? I mean, oh man, I loved it. Now that that uh, group, that group you were talking about, they also did uh, one of those for Baby Ghost, right? Oh God, yes, yes, they did. That's why I know about that. Uh, and actually, I had learned about Honor and Glory, and yeah, I I learned about a bunch of movies. Uh, Miami Connection. I think I learned from them maybe i can't remember but yeah so you brought up baby ghost so you're probably not going to edit that out so let's tell everybody briefly what nope. the hell baby ghost is because i know we've alluded to it in the past i've sung baby ghost <laughs> and i'll just say google it but <laughs> what is baby ghost and i i i'm particularly excited to talk about baby ghost for for one reason 
Um, I mean, that's one of the ones I don't think uh, we've screened it. And I think so far it's a no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think because it's got Joe Estevez in it, you know, so I think there's um, ooh, and it's a dollar ninety nine on Amazon video. It's not even free on Prime. How does that work? Well, because uh, no one wants to see it. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, so the, according to IMDB, a hack photographer tries to help a group of people escape from a high rise office building, which is haunted by a mischief making ghost. <laughs> That's a baby. And also <laughs> is written and directed by the writer and director of roller gator. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can tell many of the same sets were used. From Roller Gator, so it's shocking. Just, yeah, I mean, I don't think. I mean, I don't think it'll happen. I mean, you just heard it from the horse's mouth is probably a no, but yeah. it's just like the idea. The well, we're trying. Okay, but I think the, we actually have a, a deal with that director too. So I think we're gonna, you know, gonna just we're just gonna like ply Mike with beer and, uh, and oh and fish, canned and, fish. Yes, exactly. Some Scandinavian treats. I don't know. <laughs> Some bacon. Eric, you said you watched a talking cat uh, before it was riffed. Yes, I did. I actually I watched it a couple years prior to that. Also, it was up on Netflix for a while. Uh, it was. Had, uh, right. my, yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's correct. I made my nephew watch it with me. He likes all the bad movies, too, but he watches them intentionally without riffs. And he, he I don't oh, know, man. he just is a glutton for punishment or something. But mm -hmm. Um, yes, I have clear memories of watching this movie on Thanksgiving mm. over at my mother-in-law's house with just my nephew in the room, and we were laughing our heads off at how terrible it was, and I knew from that point that I needed to see this movie get riffed, and once it was announced um, in the Kickstarter uh, a couple years ago, 2017, that it was coming out, uh, I knew that I had to throw my money at that one immediately because this needed to get made and i'm so glad that it did because like dave said it's a favorite of his and it's a favorite of mine i've watched this one at least 15 times <laughs> nice which is probably low compared to dave but i've watched it i've I, i've watched it a few times i haven't watched it as much as something like say ghost house mm -hmm. but um you know that's only because it hasn't been around for for quite as long but um i mean it's a, i mean it's right up there with samurai cop Right up there, probably with, probably on the same level as the room, but probably not like right up there with the room, if that makes any sense. Uh -huh. um, but uh, it's definitely the biggest thing you guys have done recently. Hmm. I don't know what else to say. Like, if you guys haven't seen a talking cat, it's the best ten dollars you'll spend at Rift Tracks in at least two years. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's a, a really solid riff from start to finish. And I, I'm not just saying that because I work for Riff Tracks. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's really funny. I mean, I think it's one of those perfect ones because the movie itself is just so, you know, again, WTF. Like, you're watching it. Like, being, why does this exist? Yeah, yeah. no, and I love those. That's, that's For me, that's my favorite thing. It's just why, whose idea was this? The fact that this got greenlit and made and people put time and money into it. <laughs> I just I love those sorts of things, um, and yeah, it's it is um, for me. It was sort of a classic in the making, and I was really glad when they when they delivered the riff, and I felt like they had actually knocked it out of the park, um, and even you know exceeded my expectations, which were already kind of high. But um, 
Yeah, no, it's it's classic. I think uh, <laughs> the, the fact that Eric Roberts and you know they got him to do it, which I I guess because they're neighbors, I think they actually are are neighbors in the same neighborhood, <laughs> like down the street from each other. Him and Dakota. And so they know each other. Right? They couldn't they have, take a microphone to his house. Yeah, I think they actually they did. <laughs> or, or they had him over and they, you know, got him nice and lubricated and uh, just had him read his lines, you know. Just set a digital recorder on the coffee table and just have him go. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's the best part is the fact that everything he says has like a room reverb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he's on a speakerphone the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, um, uh, I don't have any jokes right now. Uh, so this is, this was very poorly planned on my part, guys. Uh, but um, this is what it's supposed to sound like, and I'll just stop now. But, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, well done. Don't forget the eating noises. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, yeah, because, because cats think nom, 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 while they're eating. <laughs> Right, right, Lunch right. Meat he was and milk. Yeah, he was probably thinking that, not not saying it, which is another. Yeah, uh -huh. we're. I think we're putting more thought into this than they did. Yeah, that is any thought at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's such a bizarre, weird movie, and it's wonderful, and the riff is great, and uh, like Eric said, from start to finish, and it's literally from the start of the movie all the way until the movie ends the end of the credits because as dave Dude. mentioned it's the whole oh, riff tracks house thing and they just keep the bit going and bill is just so committed to it and i love it all the times that he asked kevin if his house smells like waffles <laughs> does your house always smell like waffles <laughs> like i didn't burn waffles in here it's just like all three of them i mean i mean uh i kind of wish they would do more of this kind of stuff of like the post credit, not post credit, but just like the credit. Um, right, riffing on the credits. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Twilight, Breaking <laughs> Dawn Part One. I always go back to because that's tied for with House on Haunted Hill as my favorite riff of all time. Um, all I have to do is just even think about the uh, the uh, credits uh, riff during that one, and I just like a smile comes over my face, and I'm just like, oh yeah. The world is an amazing place to be because that exists. Um, I just think that this bit on A Talking Cat may outshine what they did on Breaking Dawn Part 1. I just wish that they would do like more of that because it's always – I mean it's good that it's rare because it keeps it fresh and like you don't have a, like a bunch of kind of like lame ones. But um, <laughs> this this one was especially really, really good I yeah. think. Yeah, what was they did it in what Radical Jack? Yeah, they did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, where, yeah, where Kevin just stuck around to just like do a um, final sacrifice callback, <laughs> and then uh, for like the entire credits. Yeah, was it Hawk the Slayer where they brought back Bill doing the voice of the animated Nazi Hawk? <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're getting uh, that's a that's a great callback. Yeah, we uh, we go yeah. deep on this on the True Blue Riffcast, Eric. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that we do. That's what happens uh, when you have the, the two biggest fans of Rift Tracks. In one place. Blabbering yes. on for an hour. Yes. yes. But um, anyway, uh, does anybody else have anything to say about a talking cat? I mean, uh, not we, really. We did provide a recipe for cheese puffs as well on Beck on Drip. 
in which is now on Patreon. Uh, yeah. So you know, if you really want to have that immersive experience, um, you know, make some waffles <laughs> so it smells like waffles at the beginning, and then later on you can make cheese puffs. <laughs> That's yeah, it. and uh, I mean, if if you if you have not yet, um, go join the Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash rifttracks. Uh, as of this recording, um, the founding status is done. Correct? Well, we actually uh, are ex- we're going to extend it for like maybe a week, just because um, the email the email that's been going out this weekend, like people are still getting it, and so um, I'm not sure how the timing. It's it's funny because we've we announced it prior. Uh, I think it went out on a knee blast, but um, yeah, this weekend we put out the like a bigger push, and so we just want to make sure everybody has enough time to uh, to get that. Yeah, we've been mentioning it um, pretty much every week since you guys launched on there. Um, Sweet, thank you. Yeah, but hey, another week. That's that's good. So if you that's, if you... that's outstanding. Yeah. So if you've been <laughs> slacking. I don't think anybody in this in this audience is is slacking on that. But if you are, you know who you are. <laughs> feel bad and go to patreon.com slash rift tracks and become a uh a, a rift traxian. Yes, exactly. Yes. Traxian. We thought about rift traxian, but it's almost you know, just one syllable too many. Uh, we're not fans of syllables around these parts. Yeah, we hate syllables. We don't have any time at all. I've been saying rift traxians <laughs> for years, but that's just me, so that's fine. I think that's more of a global term, whereas Traxian we thought was just a little more, a little more specific. Um, but no, it, it's uh, so far so good. I think um, Patreon's really awesome. Um, they've done some really cool things behind the scenes with uh, just the whole mechanism for keeping in touch with fans, and uh, the commenting system's really cool. We just also made it so that we have um, t- a team account. So uh, Mike, Kevin, and Bill will hopefully pop in from time to time and actually be responding to comments and posting things kind of on their own time. Uh, that way, I, yeah, because uh, nice. up until now, up until now, we've kind of just that been, is nice. I've been kind of driving it like Peter and I have been driving Drip and driving Patreon. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a, it's taken a lot of work. But I think now that we have this ability to sort of, um, especially since Mike and Connor have their own Patreon already and Bill has a Patreon, it's like, you know, just uh, hop on over to the Rift Tracks one, you guys. Uh, you know, when you're when you're doing your thing and, and say hi. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's super cool, and Patreon's been really responsive to us, and they love having us there. It, t- it turns out there's actually a bunch of fans on there, so anytime uh, our uh, Patreon liaison Ashley would um, talk about it in their Slack, they get it. She'd get a bunch of responses where people just being like, "Holy shit, I can't believe Rift Tracks is here!" You know, it's we're super stoked. So they're probably subscribers now too. Nice. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, um, we mentioned earlier in the episode that we were going to be delaying the listener poll for a week, and we will be putting that back up again this week. Our three movies are going to be Voodoo Man, The House on Sorority Row, and Ruby. So make sure you're looking for that on Twitter and on the uh, True Blue Rift Tracks group and the regular Rift Tracks fan group on Facebook later this week. Thank you so much for joining us, Eric. Hey, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yes, I agree. It's been great uh, talking to you for for this past hour. <laughs> wow, and, yeah. Uh, this is probably the longest episode we've done. Well, yeah. I mean, we have to. We have Eric here. We have to. That's right. Well, and we had to talk about Star Games. Yeah, we had to talk about Star <laughs> Games on our, on our, on our kitty-themed uh, <laughs> podcast. 
<laughs> hey, I'm, I'm always here to talk about Star Games. Very happy to do it. Uh, but yeah, no, anytime. We'll be glad to come back. Cool. Well, we will uh, we'll take you up on that, I'm sure. That's going to wrap us up this week, folks. I'm Jeremy. You can find me at pbandawesome.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube at pbandawesome. You can send me emails, jeremy at trueblueriftcast.com. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at tbriftcast. And I'm Dave Chadwick, a.k.a. Sugar Ray Dodge. You can check me out on the web at sugarraydodge.com. You can send me emails at dave at trueblueriftcast.com. I'm on Twitter at Sugar Ray Dodge. I also wrestle locally as Charlie B. So uh, <laughs> do a, yeah, buzz buzz mfers um do a search for charlie b on facebook uh you'll find my wrestler page right there also uh the sugar ray dodge thing right there be sure to check out the true blue rift tracks fans group yeah true blue rift tracks fans yeah group on facebook something like that yeah i can't remember the name of my own group that i created true blue rift tracks (laughs) fans group so uh we're growing and you know we want to keep growing so come on join us we have lots of fun over there uh i'm at at torgo's pizza on twitter and the chances are uh if you're listening to this you, we've probably written emails back and forth in the support queue uh, it's either myself or nick or peter or jamie but usually it's nick and myself answering those tickets so uh yeah i'll, I'll see you i'll see you around the queue yeah don't forget october 18th giant spider invasion live show VOD will be available at rifttracks.com and we will see you guys next time rock till you die